Hi everyone, you are listening to Manzo Collective Podcast. It's so chill, you can just do this from home. Yes sir, I'm actually recording right now, so uh, yeah, I'm doing this from home, together with uh, two of my new friends. Yeah, uh, on my right side I have Lucas Guzman, yes. and uh, on my left side I have uh, Dutch Tight. We um, we coincidentally actually been here today because it's it's uh, it's an it's uh, an excitement uh, together with uh, you know making it actually happen. Uh, the the way I know Lucas is through like an interesting story that we called each other beforehand and uh, eventually we end up at this party. We don't we didn't know each other. We were talking to each other and at some point he goes like, oh, so you're the guy from the podcast. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> eventually. Um, uh, yeah, we set a date for today, and he was like, "Yeah, I have this friend of mine. He's uh, super interesting. He had been selling uh, on NFT uh, world, and and his um, his uh, alter ego is uh, Dutch tight and uh, and it's gonna stay like that. I can't say his name for some reasons. <laughs> so thank you so much, guys, for uh, coming to my place, being uh, the guest of this episode. I'm really excited about this because." I have I've been waiting like for 26 episodes not talking about this because Mountain Collective is really based on eco-friendly um, you know workflows between nature, technology, and um, and and creation in general and education. And the NFT world is really interesting. I think it's an interesting world where where NFT, by the way, is is is, is um, it's the the short for cut for non non fungible tokens. Yeah, maybe you can maybe you can start with you, Lucas, and start you know like to explain to you know the the audience that have no idea. Let's say I am like a an unbiased person, like I don't know what what that yeah. really is. Got it. Um, yeah. So basically, the uh, NFT stands for non fungible token, and it works on top of uh, the blockchain technology. So um, if you are a little bit into Bitcoin or Ethereum, you might have heard of NFT. You know everything that. People are selling and buying art through it. Uh, and right now the hype is around the fact that you can own a piece of art from an artist and you have a provable way of showing that you are the true owner of it. And it, the hype is now with specifically art, even though NFT was created already quite a couple of years ago. Yeah. Um, I think, I, I don't know exactly when it starts, but like let's say four or five years when uh, a little game in in Ethereum called CryptoKitties started making more and more waves. Then kind of crypto also took another dive when nobody heard of it anymore because a lot of people lost a lot of money. And then NFT started to pick up again with the next wave of Ethereum going up. And then Beeple was one of the ones that brought it to mainstream because he started selling NFTs and he sold a lot of collections um, early, like mid last year, September, mm-hmm. October, I think. Yeah. And then uh, he went on to selling on Christie's. What was it? The 70 million? Yeah, it, I think it was, it was the first one to sell on Christie's. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it was the first time that they went digital with an artist. Yeah. Mm. They sell something digital and they did it through NFTs in the. Yeah, because cause when, when we were talking before the podcast, you told me that this already exists for four, for four years and I, I just yeah. didn't know about it. Like, and I think like the most of the audience also have no clue about this. And I know yeah. about this through people, as you say. Yeah, yeah so basically, that, that's the one that took it mainstream. Yeah. And NFT, you have to think of it as a proof of ownership. So basically anything that you can own could be 
written down in a in an NFT. Yeah. The first time I heard of it was like four or five years ago when people were talking about putting your house mm. in an NFT. So you were able to put it on the blockchain that you own it, and then people wouldn't be able to like you know it's not even just a paper in the municipality. It's something that is provable in the blockchain that you own it and you can rent it out or yeah and divide it into pieces and make other people own it yeah. and then you could have um, I don't know insurance policies uh, on um, things that you can rent a car whatever anything but I think those are very massive industries that it's really hard to get into when you have to change the whole base of the uh, of the system but art when you have a bunch of artists. Yeah. And really such rich as uh, Dutch Tide. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then you have very rich people that uh, want to use their money for owning something more. Art is a really cool thing to own. And I think I, re I saw last year, uh, have you seen Tenant? The, yeah. the movie that there's this moment where they talk like about this hidden port where they have all these art pieces that they're selling for millions so this mm. art never enters any country and you can keep buying and selling without taxes mm. well so something like that but yeah. there were millionaire people who, who were doing that yeah. now anybody can just you know buy some ethereum and then they, they like dutch tides art and yeah. okay i can have it you know uh, yeah because i've, I've seen dutch tide let's let's switch to dutch tide. so mm -hmm. I've, I've seen dutch tide a like, crypto artist and he's working like it's really amazing like if you go to his um his uh, Twitter or Instagram Dutch tight and um, he've sold like you know NFT for thousand euros so how does that actually how, do, how does the process work for you how, how how was the journey for you like how did you experience that like how did I get into NFT yes yeah so uh, last September I went to uh, my, my grandfather died yeah and then what happens when a family member died. Generally, your entire family suddenly shows up. Well, yeah, yeah. At least in the Netherlands, we don't have that much family connections all mm -hmm. the time. So I suddenly got to see my cousins and everybody, which was really nice. And he was like, "Hey, Dutch uh, died. I think, dude, I heard of this NFT thing. Like, <laughs> you, you do art. You love doing art, right?" I was like, "Yeah, yeah, I do." And he's like, "I think you should look into this. It's like that crypto kitty thing." And I was like, "Oh, that stuff." <laughs> But then he showed me, he showed me OpenSea, and OpenSea had this, this something called the NFT Bible. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you've read it, Lucas, no, but no, it was uh, the, the first document I read on NFTs, and I didn't understand shit because they use all these terms like ERC721, ERC1155, yeah. blockchain, and minting. Oh, like, yeah. Fuck's all this shit about. Stuff. But he showed me, he's like, you know you can register your art on the blockchain and now your art is linked to this document that says hey this art is legit mm -hmm. this art is can somebody can buy this i was like whoa mm -hmm. that's cool my digital art can actually become unique because the question was always at least for me i've been also like a video artist for some time and the question was always how can i steal this image which is digital right you can't really no exactly and now today with nft was possible right yeah i think the biggest issue with just selling digital art is that it's super easy to copy and mm. to like you can sell on gumroad you can sell your materials and nothing is stopping from the, the person who buys it to just distribute it on the web mm -hmm. right and you could argue the same thing for crypto art people are always saying like you can just right click save as this is a meme yeah. right <laughs> yes i could just save it and it saves me thousands of bucks then i have it too yeah <laughs> you got the stuff. image on your phone or on your desktop that doesn't mean you actually own it mm -hmm. right yeah. uh, and that means that you can't sell that image to me. If you don't have the token, mm -hmm. 
and I know there's multiple of those, or there's one. Like if you have a people one one, mm-hmm. and you say, yeah, I saved it, give me now a thousand bucks. We're like, all right, show me the token. Right. Right. And the token is like a metadata. Yeah, it's like the smart contract that that says that that registers basically its entire history mm-hmm. as well as all the properties embedded in the contract. Right. So it's it's okay. like a cov- uh, it's like um. If you, exactly if you want to do business with someone you always look to that person's history yeah yeah as well yeah how long has their wallet been active you can see how much money there is in there that help, that that helps to see how legit it is how long has it been there yeah you can often see yeah oh, it started raining <laughs> oh we touched the right oh what a, what a surprise <laughs> <It's> oh, <raining. laughs> for the audience that question when uh, what's going on <laughs> we are very much next to the window and we were supposed to do we, we wanted to do the podcast outside but uh, but someone uh, turned us to go inside, which is you know a good idea for now, yes. like it's raining. <laughs> yeah. 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 So no, and to that I wanted to add the the um, NFT, the fact that you can prove that it's yours. Another good plus is that if, for example, like he was saying, you own a people, like a one-on-one, really expensive thing, ten years from now, I don't know, people. Uh, dies in a when he tries to go to Mars with uh, Elon Musk, ear. something like that yeah and then <laughs> you are one of the owners of that piece yeah a museum has to approach you if they want to mm. portray that thing and they have to pay you the royalties for having that thing because you're renting it out or you want to sell it to them it's just like having an, the ownership of a true Mona Lisa mm-hmm. right if, if, if you manage it by one that eventually the artist becomes super famous it's sort of way of investment as well I've seen a lot of Mona Lisas on restaurants like Italian restaurants <laughs> yeah sure okay but nobody will pay for that they pay for the pizza <laughs> not for the, watching that. that's basically the copy paste what you're talking yeah. about yeah yeah exactly yeah. exactly so and then another cool thing is that it's based in the blockchain meaning that it can be programmable and there are a lot of projects now that they are allowing you by, by buying an avatar or buying an NFT, then they allow you to enter uh, like a hidden website or something that you can become part of a community. And the only way to do it is if you own one of those NFTs. Yeah. Mm. So yeah, they can they can be used as access to so many other things. Okay, so, so as an artist, um, what are the platforms that are today accessible to, to perform or to generate those NFTs? Well, it depends. There's multiple platforms, right? And uh, and you could you have to make a clear distinction between a marketplace mm-hmm. and a gallery. So, um, for example, OpenSea was one of the first marketplaces out there mm-hmm. that th- where you can just make an account, you know, have your wallet, register your wallet, and start selling your art. Uh, this is like a free marketplace, like eBay. They call they want to kind of compare themselves to Amazon of mm-hmm. NFTs. Then you have Rarible, very similar. Uh, they a bit more user friendly in some yeah. cases, or at least it used to be. Nowadays, OpenSea and Rarible are on the same level. Yeah. Um, and then you have the galleries. I call them galleries. They won't ever call themselves that because no. there's negative annotation to a gallery. Yeah, exactly. mm-hmm. We uh, artists associate galleries as money hungry. Yeah, they lift, they figure out you, right? Mm-hmm. So you come to them and they say, all right, 50% of the profit goes to us just because we give you platform. a platform, mm-hmm. right? That's what it used to be like in the traditional art world. Mm-hmm. Um, but they kind of do it as well, just for a lot less money. 15% goes to these platforms like Foundation, mm-hmm. Super Rare, Known Origin. Uh, which ones are else are there? Look, those are the 
top three one nifty mm-hmm. game yeah. really, of course yeah exactly and those yeah. are the ones that you have to apply to get yeah. in and yeah. yeah so so i have i wrote down like two things to so the marketplace and the gallery so what is the biggest difference between these two is it like only money or um, or some other uh, one is curated one is not okay mm-hmm. which the gallery is probably curated yeah. right yeah, yeah. yeah. So you go through a selection process yeah. yeah which is hard for for most of the people for most of the others plus yeah. there's a massive wait, wait yeah? line uh, i heard that nifty gateway uh they told me a few months ago that if you apply now they will take a few months to even reply to your email and even if they somehow you know someone and they say yeah okay you're in because you're super famous and we want you whatever they will still put you in a queue for three months from now wow so and that's if you're like a super person exactly yeah. exactly wow. exactly so the access to 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 foundation for instance or superware it's it's pretty hard for well, to super rare yes to foundation you can get through an invite so okay so every every yeah, yeah. you know gallery or place have their own little house and, and when that some of them did it through invitation at the start now you can access it or you need to mm-hmm. be curated or so everybody has their own I think Marketplace also was through invitation. Maker's Place. Maker Place. I don't remember. I think they have to... I think they have to invite you. Yeah, Maker's Place. I they have think to accept so. you. Just I like Northern Origin. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we forgot Maker's and Place. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's a Marketplace. Right? No, yeah. that's also that, a gallery. That's a gallery. gallery. Okay, I have yeah. to ship that here? Okay, cool. Yeah. Uh, plus those... <laughs> but even though you get into one of those, I think it's worth saying, that I've seen people that are in open sea, which is open, you can just go and mean whatever you want, and they are still selling well, mm-hmm. you know? And then you have other people that they say, oh my God, I, I, I'm not gonna mean anything until I'm in foundation, until like, somebody gives me an invite and do it. And then they mean like fight something, pieces, whatever, and they, they sell nothing. Yeah. So it doesn't really give you, the fact that you're in a curated gallery, it's not really gonna mean that you're gonna sell it's almost going like to, to stand for you know like for, for that name that you've been there right like it's, it's almost yeah like, it helps on the portfolio yeah but it doesn't really sure. help on the ceiling exactly, no. exactly. Or, or getting exactly. hired let's say in this exactly case. Yeah. plus very good point yeah know? plus yeah. It, it's always a matter of you have, to, you have to think that you're making art and it's gonna be sold it's which means that it's not just money that appears magically it's somebody on the other side mm. that yes, saw so. your art and has their money in their wallet and says, oh, that's cool, I want it. Yeah. I mean, it happened to me that I was trying really hard to put, put this there in the other place and sell. Sometimes I was selling just randomly. Um, then one guy bought my first piece on foundation. Shout out to him, I love him so much. <laughs> and he said... 001XX1. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's wallet C, B, B, 2 And later I, I found it on Twitter and then I was like, dude, thank you so much. That was really nice. And then he posted that uh, the main reason he bought it is because I, I did a mix of a lot of different... Um, uh, tech on the post that I made. So it's a it's an animated dude that is like jumping around with uh, simulated uh, clothing and it was uh, 3D render with simulated uh, clothing designed by me with a sort of like a robot head and I made the, the dancing animation. Yeah. I filmed myself, tracked Sick. it in AI. I just put it through a computer to yeah. track my movements and then copy pasted that onto the character himself and then put the clothes and then simulate it and then render and then put it on, a, on an NFT. So it has like a lot of tags of cool things, you know, mixed up. For, to me, it was an experiment and it was fun as hell because I was in lockdown and it was 4 a.m. and I was bored with some friends <laughs> at, at the office. Like, okay, let's just 
film and put it in a, in AI and then yeah. do it. Uh, and it sold uh, right away when I posted it. Um, what, what plus, do you mean by that? Like a few hours? Uh, in foundation, when you yeah. upload something and the first person meets the reserve price, the minimum price, uh, then a 24-hour auction starts where we, when people can start fighting for it. While that auction is going, you go to the front page of foundation. Yeah, you and go higher, you get more and higher and higher. Exactly, and, higher, and, higher. and until the, the last half an hour, you're in. The, as soon as you open the page, you are there, large in, in the main. Is main this page. foundation system? Does it apply also to other, you know, either galleries or, or, or marketplaces? No, I they're the only think, one to do it like this. Okay. I think Super Rare doesn't something similar. Yeah, I think in, if you go to the main page, it's something more or less, but not all of them. Like Rarible, you get picked to be in the front page, OpenSea as well. Because okay. uh, uh, that's where you want to be, right? Yeah. Yeah, but yeah that's where you get the most views, if you yeah, say yeah, it yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah. It's the same as being on trending on Instagram. Yeah, um, and the more views, the more possibility that it's going to get sold. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but with foundation, it's kind of like in reverse. You first have to make that, somebody has to make that initial investment in, in you mm -hmm. and then you get rewarded by being pushed up 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 onto the page yeah i had it a few times a friend where like oh my god i wish i could be in the front page of foundation like no they somebody has to meet the reserve price which is meaning locking that ethereum and then then you go to the front page and yeah on this piece that i saw two people started uh, betting on it so i texted the guy again like oh too bad i, I really wanted you to buy it He's like, no way, I'm gonna buy. And then he up all the other people. Like, nice. It was so nice to see somebody fighting for the for yeah, your art. But this yeah. is this so is exciting. the traditional. You know, it it is the traditional way of selling art. As it's I like an auction style. Yes. Yeah. yeah, it is the way. But now it's digital. It's funny to see yeah. that coming back to that. So so okay. So we now we are on the buying process. How do you um, do? You have like a sort of as an artist. Do you have like a sort of strategy? Or is it like more organic? Like I'll just, I just wanna, as you said, you know, I just wanna make this at four a.m. in the morning. Like I just have an idea, I just you know, fuck it, I'm just gonna do it. Mm -hmm. Or do you have like an actual strategy where you think there is some need today for, let's say, there is uh, Trump is going happening, so then I'm, I'm just gonna use his head uh, on top of like some other, you know, some kind of, you know, mm -hmm. uh, I don't know, a robot or anything, you know, like people's right. work, no. right? Like, do, do you work that way, or do you actually just, you know, work? I wanna hear his opinion. Yeah, that's that what I'm. Yeah. Um, Depends, right? So personally, I don't work that way, but yeah. I do have a big strategy around yeah. most of my work because I know that if I don't have that strategy, even though the art might be really good and people really love it, it will not get bought. Mm. Or and it's not like I like I don't mind if it doesn't get bought. Okay, I'm not gonna cry over it, but it would be nice if people see it. That mm. at least. Mm. And as long as we're on Web two, which is for the people that don't know. Web2 is what the internet is now, social media, our banking systems, they're all kind of like connected on the internet and we pay them with our data. Web3 is the opposite. We own everything there, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, true. We own our banking system, we own our profile pictures, we own all the assets that are in our wallets. It's ours, mm -hmm. our data is ours and protected. In Web2 it's the opposite. So as long as we're on Web2, we're kind of slaves to these algorithms still. Mm -hmm. We're still looking at views views are really important whereas i don't think views are important at all you don't need a million views you just need one person to appreciate what you make right that i always say it's a lot harder to get five real people that really love what you do than a thousand followers it's quality versus quantity yeah and especially when you're selling art 
you, you'll notice like I have at least a couple people that really love my work and I have a genuine good connection with these people mm-hmm. and I ask their opinion I ask their views and based on that I can tailor my strategy interesting so no I don't make art based on what's happening right now but I do have strategies for example with my apartments from the beginning I've said alright I'm gonna follow the Pokemon system the Pokemon card system so in Pokemon cards you always have very common cards and your very rare cards right so my very common cards they're the cheapest too so I've sold apartments for $35 at the time and you could get yeah, the, sold 20 of those and then I had 3 of them in that series and that was in total I made like a three four hundred bucks of that so interesting man (laughs) yeah and those are common apartments and then you have that goes from common to uncommon to rare to ultra rare to legendary so everybody in the nft space knows about these terms they're Mm -hmm. very common Mm -hmm. um i don't they're (laughs) interchangeable but i i tend to follow my own system so when i make things i'm like is this what kind of apartment is this gonna be and who's it gonna tailor to so obviously why would you make common apartments well not everybody has thousands of bucks, right? If you want to just get into the NFT space, I think it's important that you get quality work for, for a nice price. So that's why I make, sometimes I release work for really cheap, you know, and it, it's still really good quality. And I just put the percentage up uh, of my of my smart contract, meaning yeah. the royalties are a bit higher for me than, than on the high ones. Yeah. Um, but I think that's a really great way of getting people in. People did exactly this. He released a hundred pieces for one dollar. So who says yes. no to that? Nobody. Yes. You know, this is a genius move on yeah. his side. And his social followings is insane. He has yeah. a, he has a huge yeah. impact. Yeah. Absolutely. That's another t- that's another topic, right? Like we can maybe like tap into that. Like how much the marketing and the social following is important to to the NFT. Uh, oh, it's over yeah, it's it's super important. Yeah, so talking what we were saying earlier, right? That, exactly. Um, when somebody asks me, right, because I have we have a bunch of friends, uh, artists in the in our network, and they ask, well, uh, I want to start making something. They already maybe have a few followers on Instagram, and then yeah, they go into this like, well, I've heard so much money being moved around. I'll just you know start just minting things and. Yes, that's it. But uh, then later you find out that actually you maybe spent like, I don't know, 10 hours to make something. And in this NFT space, you need to have a lot of marketing around that as well. So maybe you need to change then your strategy because you needed to make something in five hours instead and then use five hours of constant mm-hmm. um, t- uh, Twitter and um, Telegram, no, sorry. Yeah, Telegram, Discord, Twitter, just try to be everywhere you can, just posting as much as possible. Yeah, yeah the cup agrees with you, like, ding. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> good one, good point. Good. <laughs> and then, uh, so I think it's super important that that happened to me, that I think this NFT not only helped me on selling more stuff, but then also to uh, realize last year that, okay, I've been putting way too much effort on being known with maybe clients or that my company the company I work for that they like me but then when you want to go out there as an artist you realize that it's not only the your art and what you make but it's also the following especially when you want to sell right so it it's, has given like a, not only a tool but also a responsibility that now you cannot just be that artist that just posts something and say like well I don't mind if people look at it or not 
if you want to get in and start selling and making a life out of it, then you have to also become a salesman. You have to also become a marketing specialist or something. Yeah. So yeah. add all that, that effort day and night, you know, spamming people on Twitter. Like this is what I make, especially Twitter because the whole crypto space is there. Yeah. Uh, which is still super odd to me, like as artists have to move for a, such a good portfolio, like using Instagram. This, this is a good turn. Into this Twitter. is a really good turn. Like what is the yeah. difference between, what is the best social place that you want to be in? And now you, you are mentioning mm -hmm. Twitter. Yeah, yeah, because all I crypto really people is in, in Twitter, but Twitter is a horrible tool for artists. Yeah. Because it's on text, right? Yeah, and it's, <laughs> it gets lost. And then you post a little video and it compresses it super bad. It looks horrible. And then, yep. and, and then it's just lost forever. So you can grab Twitter to somebody and say, like, yeah, just check my Twitter so you can see my work. Mm. They have to scroll through retweets and promoted files. And the reason behind this is because the, because blockchain is, was already on Twitter? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, it's always been. Crypto. All the, the ICOs and the selling of tokens and the scams and all that, it was always in Twitter. Yeah. So now yeah. artists have to move into Twitter to be there. And it's insane that I have all these followers on Twitter that have, that have no idea that I have an Instagram. Yeah, yeah, yeah same. same. And, they, and that's where, you know, that's what I really take time on showing only my special little things. But no, you have to just kind of like digest everything down to post it on Twitter as often as possible. Yeah. And then that's just the way Twitter works. You so, see something and it just goes away. So the audience of Twitter the target group on Twitter is 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 not the same person on Instagram. You say no. exactly, really, no, not at all. So no, it's no. A, it's like this person doesn't have two apps. Like one is Twitter and the other one is Instagram. The if you think of collectors and crypto investors, ah, I see. That's the, which is the people you wanna reach out. So basically, the way I see it, at least my opinion, talking out of my ass here, it's just that uh, Twitter, it's when you wanna approach crypto people, blockchain collectors, you know, NFT that are into this investment, investing on this. And then Instagram is just to show off between artists. So when you're posting on Instagram, you're just doing it for the other inspiration Instagram people and they, they're posting things to you. But the crypto art, the crypto investors and the ones that are investing in blockchain, they are in, in Twitter or this. It's almost like, uh, like the, the casa, how do you say casa in, in English? Like, casa. Casa, like where, where you pay. Oh, the register machine. Re yeah. machine. It's almost like the, the, the shopping window is Instagram and the cashier is, is, is uh, Twitter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, except nobody of Instagram comes to your Twitter. Nobody of Instagram is actually <laughs> going to buy anything. So how do you get someone that looks into, yeah, right? So the, the, the thing is, there's a very clear difference between these two platforms because of the way they're set up. So Instagram is built on this idea that you get to see everything for free mm. right i post art you look at it for not even one second you give it a heart and you continue that's your day on instagram sure. um, and twitter is all about these obnoxious super loud uh, super unnuanced uh, tweets right it's about making statements that and and then getting a discussion my most successful tweets are about complaining about twitter because it, it yes. engages in in discussion yes and it's not about the image i've had i've got some really good art and i know for a fact that people like it because i've posted it four times and each time on twitter it got below 10 likes 
likes, like I said, I don't care about, but it gives a good indication of who sees it. We said it earlier, like it seems yeah. like the same seven people like your mm. stuff. Yeah, always. Yeah. And then suddenly I posted it one time, bam, 200 likes. And I'm like, so it's not the art, right? So it's just how Twitter thinks that it. Do you engage conversation? That's what Twitter yeah. Do you engage mm -hmm. uh, on, on Instagram? It's about how long can you keep someone's attention? Right? So, so different. Do you, do you watch UFC? I have no clue what that is. Okay. You know, yeah, okay. Uh, it's, it's a... Sounds like a sport. Is yeah, that the fighting MMA? thing? Yeah. 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 So there was, there, uh, t last night, uh, McGregor and uh, Dustin Poirier were playing. Okay. Mm -hmm. And uh, so it's a trilogy, so it's the third time. And the first time um, uh, McGregor uh, won, the second time the other guy won. So the third one is like you know the you know the final, the final call, one, yeah. right? And the the audience engagement was always, as you say, like uh, in Twitter, like it was always because the conversation between these two was on a high level. And uh, so the second time they were f they were going to fight. McGregor is always, always trash-talking, he loves to do that, mm -hmm. right? He loves to yeah. engage in those conversations, right? And the other guy is like, no, I'm not gonna care about this, right? I'm not gonna care about that. And then uh, and then the fight, you know, it didn't go well for, for, for that guy that was trash-talking. And this time he did the same thing. And man, like the audience is just on their feet before the fight happens because they really want to see... They're invested, yeah. Exactly, I think yeah. that's what was, ha was happening on your Twitter as well. I think that yeah. investment of people when they, when they turn to look to your thing, you know, like when they, you know, yeah. play with you and, and yeah. Yeah, you see these uh, influencers, they play in on this very, very, very much. I mean, I've been thinking so often that I should just start a... <laughs> even though I don't like to create, uh, you know, like... Controversy. A, a controversy or fight about something because everybody has their own truth and whatnot. But yeah, you see that maybe I should post something and, and even though I'm trying to sell on NFTs, start talking about NFTs, just, I don't know, ruining the environment or NFT, it it's uh, killing people. It's just something random that I kind of could get behind and start a fight <laughs> because it really does. It, it's true. You, you have to create engagement and the algorithms are meant so that people engage more and more and humans engage mostly with something that makes them angry yeah negative the best negative way the, the drama have you seen that post i love it like it says the the law of um murphy's law says that the best way to find the truth about something is posting a wrong theory on the internet yeah because <laughs> so many <laughs> people is like that's not Morphe's law Morphe's law is when they say like ah see got it there, there it is <laughs> <laughs> engagement like, yeah that's it it's just like it's the best way it's, it's really the, because if somebody agrees with you they'll be like yeah okay true yeah. if you say oh NFTs are so cool it's your engagement mm. it's not gonna be anything but if, it's, if you start I found, I've been researching and I saw that Bitcoin has killed about 10,000 people in the south and I think that NFT is going to kill blah, 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 blah. Yeah, hundreds of people trolls. and hating and I don't agree and disagree, sharing and being like, what is this idiot saying? It's just going to happen. Yeah, yeah. So as you can see, if you're not a, a controversial artist, the algorithm isn't for you. Yeah. I think it makes a lot of sense for me, at least like if I see that, if I look at the comedians, for instance, because they use, they use um, controversy like quite often yeah. because they have obviously like an audience and they want to split that into and see like how they can play with that, you know, thing. And uh, I think I think it is it is an interesting place to be at, as, a, as a controversy artist. I think, you know, as an, what is what is an artist? An artist is someone that looks at the reality and gives their own opinion and express that 
yeah. right? And and sometimes it's like blue and red, sometimes it's red, red, sometimes blue, blue, right? So I think it is, as you are saying, I think it is, uh, it is a thing that... Yeah, absolutely. I'm on, but where do we, you know, it's not really a fun thing to do for us that we just want to create our art, we want to show something beautiful. Mm. Like what is really the... Do we have to go there? Well, do people that? does that a lot, man. Like people, like he does that lately a lot. Like he, yeah. he, he actually puts, you know, all his art pieces are all his arts and pieces are kind of controversial. All of them, yeah. You're right. Like uh, Elon Musk, yes. you know, like putting, yeah, he just puts like uh, Elon Musk. I don't know, like I can yeah. show a picture, but. And you could argue that that's when, because if you scroll down really far on his Instagram, the the very first ones were like beautiful graphic design pieces, shiny balls. Yeah, exactly. Oh, wow. It was just like using a lot of reflecting things yeah. and he was doing a lot of VJing, but then they had to be very abstract. And I'm not saying he wasn't famous back there because I was I already I following people like five years ago when I think a, a, a junior in my company, he shared, oh, have you seen this guy he makes things every single day? Well, how is that even possible? Yeah. And, and it was really cool and I started following and every now and then he would pop up. Mm. So to see him now, then when I saw him again, then suddenly he's had millions of followers. Uh, I think it all skyrocketed when he was using Play. faces and creepy people and yeah. the, the the Pokemons with their, their guts out and yeah. things yeah. like that. That touches because it's because you're using it and, relates. Yeah, it relates to people. Yeah, yeah. and it, and it, I also see it because I made now a collection uh, in Don by Meme with gaming. So one was about Pac-Man and Pong, the other one was about Sonic and Mario, and then it was uh, it's all about different kinds of gaming. The one from Sonic sold out right away, mm. super quick. And yeah, because I guess there's a bunch of guys that are 30 plus in the crypto community and they have made a good amount. And they're like, oh yeah, I love Sonic, I'm really gonna buy one of those. And they were texting me like, dude, uh, I can't wait until it's out, I really wanna <laughs> buy one. And so, it's also a cool way to approach people. If you find the icons that they like and the um, yeah. and, and the things they will talk about or exactly. be proud to own as well. You always want to relate to, to yes. people's perspectives and play with yeah. that. You know, obviously in in, the, in this case in controversy you say the opposite of that. Let's say you say black and after you say it's actually white, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. so people go like no 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 it's it was oh, okay so where where are we now and yeah. then the conversation starts right yeah just really I, I really I think it's really interesting like I think it's really interesting to be in that space although like my question would be like what is next because now we are here we are you know in this digital space we can still as you when you were talking about the apartments I was like dude like what are you saying now it's just really impressive and interesting because you are selling apartments that are digital yeah. You could be like, what the fuck? Why the fuck would you buy a digital apartment? So what is next? That's my question. So what is, because I think, you know, a phone is just an interface and I think it will come closer and closer to our eyes mm -hmm. uh, because it used, yeah. to be, it used to be far away from us and now it's like very close to us in our pocket and at some point it's going to be in our yeah. eyes, right? I think like yeah. when Apple comes with that Google, you the know, AR thing. So yeah, it's already a, a buzzword and already for a couple of years for us designers that they say stop designing for eyes down and start designing for eyes front mm. because yes. you're gonna have something hanging on your face just AR glasses or something and then your phone will just be the, ba the battery pack for those glasses um, yeah. you have already some uh, you have the Magic Leap and the HoloLens but they're like super expensive and they cannot do a lot they don't have really have a good field of view to see but we should already start designing for those things because 
you, you now have a phone and you own the, um, uh, the you're seeing you're looking through it and up and down and you have the little previous and forward button and whatnot but how would that look when you're looking at your your room how does a search button look when it's just floating in your room is it is that the best way to use it etc yeah. so then that brings us that the next big thing should be metaverse the metaverse yeah, that lives yeah. on top of our our Real current life. reality yeah please look at so, please explain to us what is a metaverse man because this is a really interesting yeah, spot yeah so that and that's what i'm really into man. like i uh think of it as the the matrix that lives around us we, we are creating a matrix on top of the reality that we have so basically um the same way that we have google maps now that you can use in ar and, and look you know i don't know if you've seen that you, you can uh, google maps has now an ar and an ar version yeah. that you can look around and it tells you well there is the, the vester kirk mm -hmm. and this way is the king Crestar, and you can look around but when we have it in our glasses the advertisement will be hanging on walls and you can and people can rent them uh, you can check where um all this extra data let's say that is on a on a layer on top of our own basically an augmented oh, version that's of why our it's called layer. the meta verse because it has data the meta is basically the data and it's like yeah and it's quite meta right yeah. it's built yeah, it's second, upon yeah. yes like our current reality and and that can go into the infinite as well by the way mm. thank you never thought of that so yes <laughs> <laughs> yeah what stops you from it's building a metaverse inside a metaverse yes mm. yes so, so isn't it isn't it basically argumented universe no not 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 necessarily, necessarily. It can be. It could be. Wait. What do you mean? Augmented, like as in, as a, as in a layer on top of the actual universe. Because what I, what I understood from the, from the metaverse is mm -hmm. that it's, 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 that it's a place where you go with, you know, with you, with your VR glasses yeah. or. Yeah. Well, where... that's the cool thing is that you could either be on it, uh, and it could be augmented your room, your actual space, or it could. It, it also refers to when you buy virtual land in a video game. So that's like a parallel universe, but it's also the metaverse because you you have an avatar that represents you in that world that has your your pieces of clothing and it has your little land and that's where and you have the usual bar that you go to and it's all virtual. Um, so it's still part of the same concept. It still is the metaverse, right? Mm -hmm. And they're like, and I keep you know, doing that. You know, <laughs> and um, so. I think the, the cool thing of this is that it opens up to so many possibilities. But can we connect the reality yeah. with, uh, with, the, with, the, with, the, with the metaverse? Is, it, is there a possibility that I say, for the audience that don't know, like I live, I'm not going to obviously say my location, but I live in Amsterdam and I live in a specific, you know, next to a park or something like that. And let's say, I would say, this meta, this place where I live today, I, let's say I bought it. Can I also buy that in the metaverse? Yeah, it yeah. already exists. But yeah, on the location where yeah. I am today. Yeah, there's yeah. already apps that like have created the giant grid over the earth and Super they sell app. Yeah, they create what they that means, plots. What that means for me, like, because now we there is a potential here for you know some really interesting things. Let's say, let's say uh, a Dutch side uh, bought a bought a place right here, and then you made. Like uh, and Lucas made the advertisement, mm -hmm. and I'm I'm the user, and I'm just walking there. If I see his advertisement on your on your space, mm -hmm. that gives you the opportunity, or you, the opportunity to gain from that mm -hmm. a lot yeah. of things. Mm -hmm. And it's it's basically advertisement digitally, marketing digitally, especially if I have those Google's on. Yes, plus um, all that data that you're seeing that is being added on top of something. Um, 
but like for example I heard that Apple uh, Niantic the company that is make that made Pokemon Go oh, yeah. uh, they have gone a little bit silent now but it's because they said well this whole this whole Pokemon Go thing it's a really important one and then they did the Harry Potter so they created a whole app that that works underneath basically now they're the next thing they're thinking is of course AR glasses mm-hmm. and when you're using it you're scanning your surroundings and creating a map of your area where these Pokemons are gonna show up where things are gonna be jumping around all that data is also being sent back to the servers at Niantic or Apple and they're creating a parallel uh, copy of the whole universe right. so that the next person that go, uh, joins that space imagine that you're walking through a little mall and there is a plant here to the left and then they know that that's a plant so then the next person that shows up behind that plant they find one Pokemon that is like a plant Pokemon <laughs> right so it, they can play with all those the, the tech they can say well this is a door that's a thing and then the next time they're there well now there's garbage here mm. but the next person that drop by there shows that there is no more garbage anymore and so they, they have a constant moving recreated wow. version of the whole universe a whole world in their servers that can be resold for the next guy imagine I don't know transformers they want to do their own game mm-hmm. that's it take all our data this is all we know about the universe right now and use it to make your own little games that other people can can play so, so that there yeah. being copies being made of our world right now that are gonna be used by all those devices uh, collectively, in the same way that Google Apps are used for Uber, for um, for probably for, some, some 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 subscription money or some you know, yeah exactly. So they use their data from Google Maps, which is an in- ridiculous amount of data that they have in 3D and in uh, yeah. the, the streets last and traffic. Last everything. time I was on on the Google Earth, I was actually on VR Google Earth, and you could actually cool. go to you can you can go to Mars. That's cool. They already have, pho- yeah, you can, they have photographs of Mars, they have photographs of the moon. You can actually just walk there. Oh, I've <laughs> seen that. What? It's crazy, yeah? I like, think, I mean, though. Those imageries are. And I cannot still see my bike here in 3D. In <laughs> but they have Mars. Sure, do whatever you want. <laughs> I do think, though, like to come back to the original question what's next? Mm-hmm. I will come keep saying that, but I think ownership. And that's still so understated because we are so used to giving away everything for free. Mm-hmm. When I put my stuff on Instagram, I do that for free. In fact, Instagram gets the rights to what I just put on there. Yeah, that's really Even though it's mine. I made this. Instagram yeah. is just a platform. They're just mm-hmm. like the galleries. Mm-hmm. The future is ownership. Mm-hmm. We've been paying, unfortunately, our generation and everyone that's currently digital is paying with their data and is paying with what's happening like just with our lives we've we are giving all this data to these companies yeah. and we have no clue what's happening with yeah. it luckily in europe we have some laws that allow us now to extract this data and ask for it and then they and then it's ours but mm-hmm. we are if we want it or not like in thousands of databases bases right now the future of web3 is ownership that plot of land if you buy this place and you get the same kind of put a billboard on this plot of land that's this yours. Three, this three made yeah, also. that's possible. And it's going to be you who's going to get the royalties. It's going to be you who's going to be able to take it down or put it up or do whatever you want. Yeah. So my question would be like, let's say, let's say someone owns that place. Like let's say person A owns that place and person physically, and person B owns that place digitally. Mm-hmm. Would be, would be any kind of conflict in between? Could be, but if oh. you don't want that to happen, then you have to buy the plot first, or you have to buy it from that person. Mm. It's a free market. This it's is like the ultimate free market. Yep. 
we, we don't live in a free market right now. So. Oh, dude, like so. So that's the a, physical is is, that's a cool is separate. Because I I own a, a piece of land in the Rokin in the center of Amsterdam from the Super World app, <laughs> and I'm also thinking now like, ooh, what happens if you know if they come in the future and be like, no, that's, you shouldn't be doing that. Mm. <laughs> but that the thing is, they yeah. they can't do it. This shit's decentralized. Exactly. If it's properly if it's properly decentralized, yeah. then it doesn't really matter. How do you we can all be afraid then because it's like oh shit people get so much power yeah. but you can that's where DAOs come in decentralized autonomous organizations a, a true democracy mm-hmm. the the amount of stuff you own gives you the amount of voice that you have or actually that I think it's even all equal mm-hmm. you can't have a majority unless you own over half of all the stuff but yeah. that's basically impossible yeah that's right yeah. yeah, that's so interesting. What about the platform where where the, the metaverse actually lives? Because that's obviously owned by someone. Well, that can also be decentralized. That can also yeah. be how, how, how difficult though. Because right you're, now you're talking about computational power. Yeah. That a, a metaverse can be run uh, on separate servers, for example. And yeah. be the, the data be shared and depending on the data that you need at the moment, you could be taking it from different uh, hotspots or people that are creating it. Just like Bitcoin. Bitcoin works in different companies. But it could happen that a superpower takes most of the computers and then take most of the computer power. But um, uh, the, the metaverse could be run decentralized through all of us, right? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it, that's also a concern because now I'm talking Niantic owning or Apple owning a digital copy of the, of the world. And that's completely centralized. Mm-hmm. Google Maps is all Google. You yep. cannot access any other data. YouTube is Google. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So, but like uh, Dutch Tai was saying, it's um, the next step is definitely the ownership of your own data, which is going to be a huge, massive change. But it really seems like the right thing to do. Uh, I, this is guy. I don't know if you heard of. Uh, I think his name is Jason Lanier. Funny-looking dude with a Rasta thingy, but he, he was basically the creator of VR, um, and he he started with that years ago, seventies uh, I think. 70s. Yeah, he was one of the ones that created like a very early version of uh, the Oculus. Yeah, probably it's um, like almost like a computer. It's that a gigantic <laughs> machine thing, but back then it was just like holy crap! What are you making? After that, you have yeah. like, mu- like huge muscles between your eyes. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, 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 it really looks like one of those things. And then no leg day, uh, <laughs> neck day, no <laughs> neck day. It's neck day. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, he then moved on to I don't know. I think he did a few other uh, really high tech companies, and now he's one of the main uh, spokesperson for talking uh, about ownership of your own data that uh, um, companies need to work in the opposite way that instead of that you are the the, the product and then they give it to advertisers mm. that then you are the one that owns all your data and if companies want to accent them somehow they need to rent it out from you, from you all that data because that's a lot because data is is basically cash flow it is it's the new it's the digital oil yeah, I mean, without absolutely. without data, what is what's Google gonna do without data? And then it's just a yeah. search engine. And that's why Facebook <laughs> says that everything you post there belongs to them. Yeah, like the yeah. Instagram posts, the, all the things that we're posting, we're basically, and that's something that pisses me off. That I, I am posting so much stuff on Instagram, and I'm like, okay, nice, you're giving me the access to post a story, to post this thing. Um, and then, well, 
besides all the fact they have so many laws like you, you can you kind of post nipples or you kind of post that or the, this other <laughs> thing you have to be super careful with what you show because they will probably shadow bind you or shit like that so all my nude pictures yeah. are somewhere yeah, yeah there is some, some that, that's theirs god damn but uh, but also <laughs> on top of that they they use that they use your really cool instagram to insert uh products in between yeah so you're giving them the space you're basically making them a billboard and they're renting it out with, to other people for, yeah. for marketing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, wh why don't I get anything especially from that? Especially for marketing, especially for target groups. I mean, if you have a profile online uh, as, you know, into, as a data, yeah, then yeah. But to be honest, exactly who you are. Uh, that whole billboard thing, I'm already doing it. I wanted to show you. I've been getting my phone here ready. But look, yeah, this yeah. is Crypto Voxels. Yeah, I'll, I'll, link, uh, I'll link this uh, link later on. on the and I can just podcast. teleport here right now and it will load when my 4G is fast enough. Mm -hmm. It's loading. Here we are. Here's my shop. Yeah. And it's going to load. And there's a billboard I'm renting out right now. Wow. So I'm getting paid for that. Yeah. Somebody's paying me to have their billboard up here right and now. This is on oh, Crypto Voxels. Crypto Voxels. Yeah. So this com. And this it is looks cool, man. man. I need to do the same with Sandbox. Looks cool. Yeah, you should. Yeah, man. Like you just, you do, and it's all legit because I just uh, we agreed on a smart contract. She and sent me the money. It's your piece of land. It's you my plot of land. If if you wanna sell whatever in there, uh, yeah, as long as you're not hurting yeah. anybody, then it's it's your thing. I mean, it does depend a little bit on the terms and service of crypto voxels, but mm -hmm. I think for the future things will become more and more decentralized websites will become decentralized yeah because once you say website it's a site it's a it's an actual site and a site in in real estate terms is a is a is a place it's a yeah, yeah, it's an, yeah it's a point of access to to more data and information yeah. it's just that the technology right now is lacking behind a little mm, bit yes but that with time that will change yeah but uh just last night i was talking with a friend that is a developer that he, he's been getting more and more into developing for crypto websites and web3 and he was saying that just a few months ago he was testing with the ethereum network and yeah every time you have to make a little change or something it takes forever because the servers need to work it's all decentralized so mm -hmm. it needs more connection it's not just like being to the extent. google servers and it comes back immediately it's, it takes a little more time and now he told me that this week already he, the the i think last month already ethereum launched like a mainnet for layer two yeah, I I'm probably getting it completely wrong in, in technical terms, <laughs> but you just have to understand that Ethereum now is becoming a lot faster, like yeah, yeah. like magnitudes of times faster. And he said, yeah, now I'm, every time that I test something, it's basically immediate. So I went from waiting a couple of seconds to, to immediate. Mm. And this is one of the, the updates that they have prepared. So the main reason you're not seeing that many Web3 apps launch just yet is because first there are not that many tutorials or there are not that many schools that mm -hmm. teach you how to Ooh. and also because they're kind of slow and the infrastructure right? is just being built still. exactly exactly yeah. so it's very risky for big companies to get into mm -hmm. but i think that all of this is going to happen under the hood eventually yeah. and they just not new companies would just come out probably i'm exaggerating but new companies might pop up that uh could eventually replace Instagram and Facebook because yeah. it will mean that yeah. oh you have a massive following you have a massive amount of content just like in YouTube so you get a part of that and amount of money for why do you think Facebook is fighting so hard to launch their own coin because they know they're gonna fall behind 
Yeah. Nobody's accepting it though, because yeah. we're all just dealing with Facebook and Instagram because it's our only option. Mm -hmm. They have a monopoly. But the future, like I said, is not so much about appealing to masses, it's appealing to the people that really appreciate you. It's going to be a lot more focused bubbles, I think. Localized. Yeah, localized. We're going back to our more tribal, yeah, this is, this is my idea. Digital tribe. Yeah, digital tribes. We're going to go more small. I don't. I personally don't have any interest in having millions of people see my stuff. I don't I don't care about that, but I would love mm. to have those couple that in, that are interested. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Right? For uh, like to 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 complement that as well. It's, um, it's uh, Elon Musk uh, was the only investor for Tesla with the two founders cuz the, the Tesla at the time like an electric car was so avant-garde like it was mm -hmm. the new idea. Mm -hmm. No one wanted to invest in that. They were like, "Ah, this is too baby, too new, too whatever." And um, Elon Musk was the only crazy guy that was w willing to go to Mars, so he was the only one that invested in that. Yeah, so, nice. you know, like it's, yeah, yeah. It, takes, it takes one person. And I think what's cool about crypto is that there's so much money there and nothing stops yeah. you from writing a white paper. And if you have a good idea and you manage to get it out there, money will flow in and you mm. will be able to build it. And uh, unfortunately, that also means a shitload of rock pools. Uh, for the yeah. people that don't know what that means, it just means that yeah. you've put your money into something and the people just disappear. Because there is no regulations around these things. Mm -hmm. um, but I do think as time goes on, NFTs and the blockchain technology will start being integrated into our daily lives more and more and more. Right now it's only us crypto nerds that have a mm -hmm. MetaMask wallet on our phone. Yeah. But at some point, that's going to be as normal as having Cash yeah. App or Apple 100%. Pay or yeah. a, or any bank, you know? Yeah, absolutely. 100%. I mean, my dad like never really liked the fact that I had my phone in front of my face, you know, like when I was with him. And now he's doing the same thing to me, you know? Like yeah. He's the one that doesn't look at me in my face, you know? Because yeah. he's like, oh, this is so much education. Like, I'm, I have to... Yeah. I have to, you know, <laughs> keep, keep, keep absorbing my... information. There's yeah. just so much in... Yeah, that's true. And that's what I mean with it's gonna happen under the hood, yeah. these kind of things. Yeah. I don't think that um, just in the same way that we talk about Ethereum and Bitcoin, they're like passwords, and now we talk NFT. It all sounds super technical to me for like the normal... Like every time I had to explain this to someone, it's just so complicated. And I'm sure that if now I have to explain to anybody what Instagram is, yeah, I know what that is. Why, why would you have to? But, but, but then, 10 years ago, yeah. yeah, I'm just posting my art in this place Dude. because people are white. And they're like, why? Do you remember Do you remember the first Instagrams, how they were? Like, they had yeah. these kind of filters. Yeah, the filters. Yeah. With Hashtag the, no yes, filter. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, true. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that was yeah. a thing. Yeah, exactly. Because that was before it was bought by... Facebook. Facebook, Facebook. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Uh, but... And those things started to happen and become just a, a, a more approachable thing. And just like, I don't know, so much tech on our daily lives have changed through updates, like Windows updates or, um, you know, things that we don't really see and we just only get the products. The same will happen with this whole blockchain revolution, in my opinion, with NFT and ownerships and stuff. It would just happen under the hood. There will be provable versions of that would allow people to make money in other ways through their data. And then they will just get used to it. So, so basically, if I combine your 
this uh, under a hood with your localized you know tribe i think it will start you know un under a hood in a local space and it will probably spread slowly but surely yeah and then of course there will be like we will be the guys that will be like yeah in my days we had to <laughs> we're, we're gonna be those guys like yeah shut up now it's just everybody knows 100 everybody has virtual land yeah <laughs> of course i own a space yeah. a little space somewhere like yeah but in my days i bought yeah. land in this <laughs> the next issues are gonna be just the you know there's obviously crypto whales out there people that have whales yeah what we, is that? uh people that own a massive amount of something ah, okay. because it's big yeah okay. so those yeah. are the people that bought for 10 bucks bitcoin like 10 years ago so okay. they have millions of bitcoin yes now that that means we we think billionaires are rich don't get me wrong but crypto whales are also they're different kind of rich mm -hmm. right like they're the people that spend they don't even look when they spend a couple million on a, on a, on a profile picture mm -hmm. you know and so these people are also the ones that say oh i'm gonna buy up half the land you know so unfortunately it's not a very equal start you know if you're True. like and that's unfortunately always the case with with, with markets and, yeah. and capitalism the first ones there are the ones who are going to profit the most i mean it, it always happened you know like the you know the church you know the religions they all, they've been here before us so i mean who are the first ones who are you know the first ones that had the faith and you know in, in this i think they're the ones who benefit they reap the their seeds now yeah. right so yeah. they or they reap the benefits now yeah. mm -hmm. uh, but it's still very early in my opinion so if you're listening to this it's definitely not too late to get in 100 yeah. percent. thank you for saying that because uh, we, we keep some hope here yeah, <laughs> yeah. absolutely and I, and I think besides getting into the nft that's just my my advice to whoever is listening that if you get into the nft space and then you start you also need to get through the whole what is bitcoin what is ethereum what's a wallet what is all that i will say just be do spend as much time as possible on your security because uh, it's very easy that you say, okay, I'll just put my credit card and buy some Ethereum and then just put it somewhere and then use it for selling art and whatnot. But then you could be very easily targeted to get hacked, to get scammed. And the hardest thing to understand is that your wallet, it's your bank. So if you lose the access to the keys, it's like you having to go to the bank oh, and the bank tells you that, that, no, I don't know you. I heard, you this, I heard this story that someone has like 22 million on his uh, account and he has yeah. only one password to go. You know, his last Yeah, the guy with the disc. Yeah. Oh, no, because the, in the, the disc, uh, the password is for the disc that has the keys. And you cannot recover that shit. No, because it was like a massively encrypted it. So I think somebody on Twitter said, I don't know what happened with that, but yeah. somebody on Twitter said, hey dude, uh, if it's 10 million, if you give me 10% uh, of that, I'm going to buy 150 discs of that and I'm going to hack every one of them until I'm sure that I can hack yours. And it makes sense. Somebody investing 1 million on buying discs and... Yeah, because there was no service disc. There was no one behind, you know, crypto who would say like, hey, No, hello, that's the no. thing. That's the, but that's what you... That's the Crazy. offer you make for ownership. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah, are yeah, yeah. the owner, meaning you also carry all the risk and all the responsibility. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. If you lose your keys, that's your issue. And it's gonna happen that now yeah. there are only, for example, 200 people of this one art piece. Five people are gonna lose their keys because they just invested on it, they thought it was a cool hype, and now they have the keys on a laptop that they threw away. They're gonna be only seven, then 195 in existence because the other five are untouchable. Yeah. It's gonna happen. Yeah. 
Yeah. People are just gonna lose their keys. People that die. So Don't so store your keys okay, in cloud services. Yeah. There you go. Don't that do that. Stuff. Follow Lucas' advice. Be really safe. Don't store them cloud services. Those, exactly. get, those get hacked all the time. Yeah. How yeah. many movies can you download online just from people Google Google Drive files that, that are exposed online? Yeah. Right? Yeah, exactly. I tell you right now, there's thousands of crypto keys online. Yeah. You just never you just need to know where to find them. And hackers do. Hackers know where to find them. Yeah, plus also that, like you're you're trying to be a person that is doing your own marketing online. Maybe uh, like if I if I'm a hacker, if I'm a, I will look at the guys that say, oh look, I, I'm just got into NFT and I just sold 10 Ethereum on this and I'm so happy with it. Okay, this is a guy that probably has Ethereum on his MetaMask, and he probably just found out that you need to put a password. He just has it on a on a notepad. Um, yeah, last time I saw, I think like a few days ago, I saw this. Um, I think an artist, a rapper, or some kind of you know thing, like some you know rich dude that have done it with music and he had this car like surrounded by like guards and he has the cameras in his car like looking back and forth left and right and I was thinking like this controversy you know this contrast between being like super famous you know and having you know all the things that you want but also on the other side everyone knows you everyone knows that you have money so oh, yeah. the same thing that you said you know like if you if you put something online or mm -hmm. something that you said like if you put something online and, and people know because of your influence that you have so much ethereum you know online that that brings a lot of what? hackers why target, do you think yeah. i want to stay anonymous hey that's tight <laughs> it's very simple to find out who i am outside yeah. of like if you know it's my good name. that i know you man yeah. it's good that i know you in person now we got your voice <laughs> that's a start ah. <laughs> and it's actually it's not that hard to figure out who i am but it's just minimizing that risk yeah, 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 yeah. and even uh and it's just like i'm not a hacker by the way so no i know i know <laughs> i don't even look like one man yeah. <laughs> it's just that I think uh, recently a lot of scams have been happening, so I'm really happy you brought it up because mm -hmm. I feel so bad for these people. Yeah, you know? exactly, and I feel so really sad that, that, that I, uh, because there are artists that are trying to get into the space and they want to sell something, it's a new way of getting supported. I mean, I've been in contact with so many people, and especially from a you know, third world country, yeah. where to them, I mean, we, we live in Holland, right, and for us, above 100 euros, it starts to be something. And there are people like, uh, I don't know, I know some from Argentina or Mexico where for them $50 a shit ton of money. That's yeah. a really yeah. good amount, yeah. right? And and $50 in, in crypto is nothing. You don't even look. You don't no. even care if you lose that or not. Exactly. Like exactly. I spent that on gas. Right. Yeah. Gas, for the people that don't know, yeah. a transaction it costs gas yeah. in the crypto world. Yeah. And uh, at its high, at its peak, I think I've paid 500 bucks yes. for a transaction. Dude, I've done it too. And $200 on just, you know, s sending something to someone. I didn't yeah, even blink for that. That's yeah, just yeah, yeah. that's just what you do. Like, that's just part of the game. Yeah. Whereas in the real world, eh, 500 yeah. bucks? Yeah. That's true. So, uh, yeah, so just be very, very careful when you get into this because it, it's not only... I'm gonna open an Etsy store and just see what happens. Yeah. There are so many more connotations because it's really a, the, the whole infrastructure of this whole thing has changed. Mm -hmm. yeah. It's a whole new universe of things that you understand. And then from that comes in, like, because uh, I have friends that are into the crypto art space and friends that are into the crypto investment space. And they talk about, okay, let's, let's make some bots and start buying and selling coins. And I, oh yeah, I, I just saw this TikTok guy that talked about this 
meme coin Fuck that I bought a thousand euros on it and like, I've seen so many people getting burned mm. because somebody somewhere said hey buy this and then they don't understand that maybe if I'm an influencer that I have 10,000 followers and somebody approached me touch die says uh, I, I'm gonna start selling the touch die token do you want to talk on your channel like yeah give me a thousand tokens and then I'm gonna talk mm-hmm. and those thousand tokens cost one dollar each but after I talked it costs ten thousand ten dollars each you know I just yeah. ten time my own investment and I immediately sell because I know that I don't know that guy was just making a joke with that token it's just a rock yeah exactly so they they don't understand that they could be putting in their money on something that next day is going to be worth nothing yeah but they do it because holy shit it just went up ten times you know it can keep happening and I, I can I can buy a house next month I think that's uh, that's also people focus on on I don't know where I'm going with this, but you're right. I woke up this one morning, so I I wanted to buy Bitcoin. I was still a noob, a beginner, and I just typed in on Uniswap Bitcoin. And obviously Bitcoin is not on the Ethereum network. So I bought OX Bitcoin, which is basically Bitcoin on the Ethereum network. It's it's the perfect mix between Bitcoin and Ethereum. Like Um, Rat Bitcoin. No, no, it's called OXBTC and it's basically going through the exact same trajectory as the original Bitcoin, but on the Ethereum okay. network. It's completely decentralized, even the creator can't access it. Alright. Um, I bought for, I got like 13,000 of those coins, it was like, I'm really bad at math, hence I became an artist. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I don't, I didn't really realize that I had 13,000 coins. And for the longest time it was worth like 800 bucks because that's, I've put a full Ethereum in it back then. Okay. I was like, all right, cool. And then over time I went to 2000 and then it started dawning on me. I was like, wait, but Bitcoin is going up and up and up and up. That and means- this coin isn't really going up anywhere. Mm-hmm. And then I woke up one day and I suddenly had like 40,000 in my account. I was like, huh? Whoa. Does that make sense? It went to $2 and I bought it at like 6 cents or something. Mm-hmm. Right? So suddenly I had a shitload of money in my account. A day later it was back at a dollar. Oh, did you cash out? Yeah, I, ca- I cashed out like for Ethereum to pay a, a developer. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah. That was crazy, and this happens all the time in crypto. Yep. 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 I don't know, man. Yep. I don't know. Like for me, I mean, I've never been like a casino dude. You know what I mean? Neither have I. Yeah, yeah. that's the thing. But it's a, a lot more complicated than, than, a, that. than a casino. I think. Yeah, it yeah. has a lot of the gambling. But if you really get into this, if you really start connecting with people, actual developers, you start, understand. you know, start understanding, it's you can start house. seeing what. It's it. I, what I'm saying is that if you do follow and get into the investment and everything, you have more chances to get lucky. Let's put it that way, because in, in the casino you're it's just luck. It's just you, random chance. But now if you're if you say well, I just found out about this mean coin. Uh, these other guys had made already like four or five rock bulls, so I can get in with them on the scam and then just sell right before everybody else. But but then you have to be that dude that is you know paste to your computer screen following all this awful discords and, and fuck that awful telegrams <laughs> dude just buy our art oh, it's so horrible buy our art instead way better investment yeah way nicer too because you actually get something in return yeah. that looks nice and okay if it goes down in value who cares you know yes that's what so i let's, think let's yeah. get in through the, that's also that's a really important point because the nft space inside of the whole crypto sphere 
it's the nicest environment yeah. compared to all the other Numbers. spaces. It's right? fun. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, just yeah, artists yeah, yeah. that are trying to do their best. They're giving support to each but other. It's always good with art. Let's 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 uh, stay on this uh, and in positive note. Like it's yeah. like the art scene is always have been, you know, to make the spaces more beautiful, to make to to appreciate life, to appreciate you know nature, and now that it's coming to now that it's coming to the Bitcoin space, I think. There are a lot of things that are opening for artists, especially yeah. starving, you know, this starving artist uh, sentence. I don't That's think it's changing. It's changing pretty much quickly. I was a starving artist, yeah. to be honest. Because I've been I, there as well. I worked, I worked for you're years. You're super fat. <laughs> I'm funny because you know, nobody's going to see you. So I was like, lucky, I was so really fat. lucky <laughs> that I could stay at home and, and work at home with my parents. I was really lucky yeah. to be able to do that, right? But I worked, I worked on my portfolio, and you have to really. We spoke about it last week, mm -hmm. me and Lucas. You have to really fight for your spot in the art world. You know, like mm -hmm. nobody's actually gonna care if you if you have good work or not. You need to have the right connections, and you need to not give up. So every day you send out emails. Every mm -hmm. day you have to follow. Yeah, you never get an, an email back. If you get an email back, it's a rejection. You know. So, f but I made this art because I loved it. Mm -hmm. And now I came into the crypto space and I, I happened to be there at the right time, at the right moment. And now it's going so well that I have my own company, nice. you know, that I'm like hiring people to work for me mm. to, and I'm, I'm building things that I thought my, I might have been able to build when I'm 15, an art director at some big company, mm. you know, but instead I'm doing it now by myself yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's not easy because suddenly you see how much comes looking around the corner with these things i understand but the starving artist i think we're gonna like obviously people the biggest example became the third richest living artist in history after yeah. um what's his name okay i should know this uh the guy the guy from the the splash yeah 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 the england Eng english dude and uh, another one, and uh, David Hockney. Yeah, David Hockney. And uh, the you other don't one. like people, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> well, oh, I mean, wow. David Hockney is old, and I mean, he's he's like 70, you know, mm -hmm. and also, I mean, not as old as I am, you know, like as us actually, yeah. but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but he's like 70, yeah. you know, but uh, but also his work is like really minimal and like I very simple i love it too man the yeah. splash is a really yeah. big inspiration because it's, it, it's moving but it's still you know yeah. what i mean yeah but guys like lucas uh, guzman thank you so much the audience can can you know check you on instagram you are an amazing argentinian dude like i really thank love you, you man like, thank you so much for coming by thank you for bringing the dutch style i was it was a really good surprise yeah because yeah, cause this guy is fucking amazing dude yeah. like you came up with some ideas with some, especially you know, when you when you told me that I'm selling apartments in a digital space, I was like, my mind was just blown, man. I'm yeah. like, do it. Like this is yeah. today's like for thirty euros. In ten years, it's gonna be like food. Well, it's already the, already they're now two thousand bucks. Those same apartments. That's crazy. So that's a bit that's a bit more expensive these days. But then again, you should have been there early. Thank you so much, man. Really, I really appreciate that. Um, they can go to your uh, Twitter or your uh, Instagram, Dutch Tight. Uh, then is the name. Thank you so much, guys. Really Thank you, man. Thank you. We really Thank appreciate you. for having us. Really nice to have a chat. Thank you.